Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. Fear pumping through the blood, more power. Made a worm. Are your friends okay? You've opened a door that, once it's open, it can be hard shut. I shouldn't have kept this from you. It was a mistake. I know the truth, Mom. I did what I was taught to do. Winter eats fall. Fall eats summer. Summer eats spring. And spring eats winter. <laughs> what do you smell? I smell a man. You know why we're called hellbenders? Because we're beards. Have you been in my dreams? You break my heart, I'll devour you. They want to believe in hell so badly. I'll give them hell. I just want us to be people. It's not a gift, Izzy. Then why was it given? I'm not afraid of you, Izzy. You will be. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 412. Releasing February 24 on Shudder is Hellbender, a coming-of-age horror thriller about a lonely teenage girl who discovers her family's ties to witchcraft, a discovery that brings with it power and depth, a frightening and visually bewitching indie horror that tackles themes of empowerment and legacy all within a unique horrorscape. Hellbender is the latest film from the family collective The Adams, of whom actor and co-director Zelda Adams joins me now on the podcast. Zelda, I thank you so very much for your time today. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, it's really interesting after watching Hellbender of late, you know, sometimes you just notice certain films and certain film trends in folk horror, especially stories about about witches are are becoming more prominent over the years. Was that kind of like an inspiration for yourself and your family to kind of create your own unique take on witchcraft as seen uh, in Hellbender? Yeah, I mean... Within the past couple of years, we definitely have seen a lot of great witch movies coming up. And like one of our, Toby and I talk about it all the time, one of our favorite movies is The Witch. Mm. So um, we didn't go into it with the goal of creating like another witch movie. Um, 
We, but we did kind of want to tackle the theme of hidden magic. So mm. that does put it into kind of the same realm as witches. But we wanted uh, really to create our own mythological creature, um, something new and that people hadn't seen before. So that they're kind of learning about this new creature as uh, the main character, the protagonist is as well. It's really interesting in the film, you have rituals, you have spells, you have totems. How much of that is based on any type of real kind of witchcraft or is it all kind of like based on your own kind of like mythology that you yourself and your family developed for the film? It's really based off of our own mythology that we developed. Um, We love nature. We've always loved nature. We live in the middle of the woods surrounded by crazy, awesome nature. So we really wanted to root a lot of the magic within nature and base it on really simple spells like... You know, we have that scene between the mother and the daughter about, oh, how do you climb trees? I think it's with spider webs and something else so that Mm. your hands are sticky. So to keep it really simple uh, and elemental. Consumption is a big theme in the movie. Um, There's that mantra that yourself and your mother have that mantra in the film, you know, spring eats summer, you know, summer eats and, and so on and so forth. And the characters you play, these creatures that you play, consumption is a big part of their power. Um, the interesting thing that I found that the consumption of blood is something that's more reserved for kind of like vampire kind of films. How did you kind of think of to have that in regards to a witch's tale? Because it's such an interesting kind of uh, angle that you have for it. Yeah, well, we always love the idea of consumption. And we do see the seasons eat one another in where we live in the Catskills of New York. So since our mythology was rooted in nature, we wanted to bring that into, you know, what hellbenders are. Um, And also, like, the way that we as humans are is like, you know, we reproduce and give birth, but we wanted to kind of do that, but in reverse, you know what I mean? Kind of like how the seasons eat each other in reverse. Um, Location is a big part of this film. It just, it looks terrific. I mean, you actually filmed on a property, um, your family property in the Catskills. And, you know, I've talked to indie filmmakers before, and I think what's important to all indie filmmakers is to use your, the resources that you have at your disposal, um, put the cost down, et cetera. And I've talked to filmmakers actually filmed on their own properties. They've told me that when dealing with that kind of thing where you're working on your own properties, the landscape itself can sometimes affect the story and sometimes affect the characters. Did you find that work, like working on this on the property within the fields, within the grass and the rocks and the, and the lakes and everything else, that that kind of like changed things in regards to how you want to approach uh, the story? Um, because, you know, watching it on screen, it's such a magnetic presence. I'm sure being within that would have been very uh, kind of like uh, all-consuming as well. Oh, definitely. Nature is very impactful on our storyline and it's so powerful, but it also brings so many gifts to us um, and it has changed our storyline a lot. Like there's a scene that revolves entirely around this dead carcass that we Mm. find in the woods and we were actually just going to shoot another scene in the woods, but we come across this carcass that nature has brought us and it was too great of a gift to not to pass up. So we had to shoot a scene around it. And it's one of like the most important, insightful scenes in the movie. And I think that goes to show that, you know, nature knows best, really. 
It's kind of like almost like a recurring gag in the movie where yourself or, or, the, or the character that your mum plays often says, you're trespassing on our property. People often just wandering from out of nowhere. Is that something that actually happens in regards to uh, your property up there in the Catskills? Uh, you know, there have been some people that are like, we'll drive up our driveway to see, oh, like, what's that hidden house? But it's not too big of a deal because, you know what, people really know People know of us because it's a small town. They know that mm-hmm. we're a pretty kooky, weird filmmaking family. And if anyone did come up to our house, they'd just see a bunch of like body parts lying on the porch because as a horror filmmaking family, we have all these fake limbs just lying around. And it, hey, it works. It, it stops people from trespassing. <laughs> the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by 80s Tees. 80s Tees is an online retailer of licensed t-shirts and pop culture gear from your favorite movies, TV shows, cartoons, video games, comic books, and musicians. Celebrate your inner 80s nerd and click on the link in the show notes below to get the raddest retro t-shirts delivered to your door. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Founded in 2012, Loot Crate is the worldwide leader in fan subscription boxes. Loot Crate partners with industry leaders in entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture to deliver monthly themed crates, produce interactive experiences in digital content, and film original video productions. No matter what you geek out about, Loot Crate has a subscription box for you. To get your very own exclusive collectibles, apparel, and gear delivered to your door, be sure to click on the link in the show notes below. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is also brought to you by Voodoo. Watch the latest movies and TV shows anytime, anywhere. No subscriptions, no contract. Enjoy stunning quality in up to 4K ultra high definition at home and download and watch on your mobile device as well. To rent and buy from over 100,000 titles or watch thousands of movies free with Voodoo Movies on us, be sure to click on the link in the show notes below. Now, back to the show. You mentioned, uh, and I'm going to quote your words here, kooky filmmaking family. Um, <laughs> family of film, uh, a family of filmmakers, it's really interesting. You know, you've seen in the history of film, tandems brothers sisters um but like the three of you together it's such an interesting dynamic how did it kind of work over the years and did you find that each of you had like different strengths that different roles kind of like unspoken or and that came about kind of organic and that's kind of like the roles that you're settling now in regards to your filmmaking Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was so fun. We all started off at the same time. I was six years old. My sister was 11 when we started filmmaking and none of us knew anything. So we all grew uh, at the same time, learned at the same time. But over that period of learning and of making films, which I think has been 12 years, we we definitely have seen who um, prospers in one field. Like, Um, John is a fantastic editor. Toby is a fantastic writer. Whenever we um, need something done, uh, whenever John or I are like, hey, we want to uh, chop someone's head off, we go to Toby and she figures out why that works with the storyline and we'll write a scene around it. Um, Personally, I feel like I thrive and love in the cinematography aspect of filmmaking. So... It's really interesting. All of our different, you know, quirks combine in the filmmaking process. 
the speaking of cinematography, something I kind of picked up, and I could just be way off here, is the colour red. Your character's shoelaces, red. The car that you drive, red. The colour of the blood that's used in the film, really kind of like this dark kind of crimson in there. What is the colour red in regards to the in regards to the themes of the film? Is that something that I'm just kind of like picking up picking up on or is it just something really, really random that I just kind of grabbed onto? No, definitely. We definitely wanted to play with the usage of red. You know, red is so symbolic for blood and hellbenders, you know, they feed on fear and blood is the vessel for that fear. Mm. So we wanted to make that color super rich within the film. And it, I'm so happy that you latched onto it like that. That's so great. Well, as soon as I saw the shoelaces, I took a note of it because um, just the way it kind of stuck out, especially amongst the greens, of the of the your yeah. property as well, kind of like really just kind of struck me there. And another thing that struck me is the music. Um, well, so the title of the film is Hellbender, but the name of the band that you and your family have is Hellbender as well. And for people out there, it's like the the E's are replaced with the sixes, so it's six six six. Really creative, by the way. Um, <laughs> with regards to the music, what came first in regards to the music in the film? Did you write this music for the film, or is that music that you already had kind of like in the can and you just utilized it in the movie? So it's interesting, this movie was actually born from a music video of our band, Hellbender. We were working on a song called Black Sky, and we were making a music video for it. And it was a super witchy music video. And we also made some editing mistakes that kind of made it the music video very psychedelic. And we were like, wow, we have to make a movie out of this with the same witchy psychedelic vibe. And that's where Hellbender was born. And so when we when we knew that we were gonna be making Hellbender, we made we made the soundtrack. We made a lot of the soundtrack because we love to edit along to music. Speaking of the music, I know a lot of it is available on Spotify, but would there be like a physical copy of a Hellbender movie soundtrack with your music on there? Because I think a lot of people like myself who love to still get CDs and vinyl and stuff will love to get their hands on something like that. That's such a great question. Uh, yes, a wonderful company called Ship to, Ship to Shore started working with us and we're going to be releasing a vinyl of the soundtrack with a lot, a lot of extras. I think there's 23 songs total, a lot of which didn't make it into the movie that are some of my favorites ever. So I'll be excited for you to get that on physical copy. I'm excited for that too because it's really cool, catchy music. I'm, I'm a bass player myself, so I like kind of bass-heavy kind of like songs as well. So I, I do, I really do. And I think a lot of people are going to dig Hellbender for everyone listening. Feb 24 on Shudder, Hellbender. I really recommend people check out this film. It's really cool. The music's awesome. The cinematography is great. The, the performances, everything. I just loved it so much. And, and Zelda, I thank you for your time today. And um, look, I can't wait to, you know, if you and your family get some more movies underway, I love, I love to watch them and I can't wait to talk to you guys again. You're so, so kind. Thank you so much. I hope that we get to talk more after we make our next film, please. Absolutely.